The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Midweek Edition. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for The Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. I'm your host, Craig Bobby, and thank you again for tuning in and listening to our show, episode 11. Snake eyes, as they say in the the gambling world. So... Yes, welcome. Lots going on again this week and this month in particular, as we all know and as we've seen, we really have the yin and the yang of the pinball industry playing out before our eyes these days. We have a company in Stern who is the leader who has rolled out two textbook releases, I would say, since the beginning of COVID, one, of course, being Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and the other one with their most recent release of The Avengers. And they have made these announcements, made their reveals, of course, with a little bit of criticism here and there, and then have promptly began assembly on all of those if they hadn't already begun beforehand. So I'm going to say pretty textbook, and it's sort of the pattern that we've come to expect, not only from Stern, but they've really set the bar in terms of what we expect from these manufacturers when they go to release or reveal a title. And so on the other side of that spectrum, we have the newcomers Deep Root. And of course, Deep Root, well, they're not really newcomers, are they? They have been kicking around the fringes of this industry for the last five years with their Various boisterous claims of multiple title releases, innovation, with the eventual goal of changing the way we think about pinball and the way, potentially, I guess, the way the pinball machine functions. Or at least that's what it appears they're trying to do. And so all that sounds fine enough. I mean, there there's always people who are sort of trying to push the limits in any industry. And I, I understand that. The problem is, of course, with Deep Root, as we've seen played out this month, is that they promised a number of things they were going to show us which ultimately didn't come to fruition or come to pass. Too much disappointment, which ultimately led to a sort of half reveal, I guess, where they they issued some sort of an apology. It was sort of a half apology, more of a statement, I would say, explaining why that reveal never happened after promising and promising and promising. And then there was a news release or a news item that was published by This Week in Pinball, who, of course, Deep Root sponsors, and explaining exactly what they were trying to accomplish with all the features, and there were more photos, and there was also information about all the titles they had been working on. Clearly, they didn't listen to Marv Loco's YouTube channel and Travis Murray, who had given a mini masterclass on the best way to reveal a pinball machine. Clearly, they weren't subscribed to his channel. Um, (laughs) So all that's all fine and dandy. And I don't think I'm going to go into a lot of detail here because a lot of other podcasters have had discussions and streams about this. So I don't think there's any point of going through every single thing that they were trying to announce. I'm just going to take a broader 
call it a 30,000 foot view over over some of the claims and some of the things that they were trying to accomplish, accomplish I think, as a company. So when I read over all the things that Deep Root was trying to accomplish, and there was quite a list of things, actually, that they were trying to do, my first thought was, and I couldn't even get through it. I couldn't even get through all the things they were trying to attempt to do or or innovate, quote unquote. And the one thing I was left with after reading some of this was it's too much. They've they've bitten, tried to bite off way, way too much. And this is never, ever going to happen. And that was just sort of my first thought. However, I was left with another question from all this. And again, I think this goes back to the Deep Roots sort of central or driving theme, which seems to be around innovation. And, you know, often with innovation, they are trying to fix a problem or there is something in a particular product that's broken. And so I started to think, you know, is pinball really broken? I mean, do we really need all this innovation to have more fun with these titles? I mean, are people not having fun playing their Iron Maidens and their Jurassic Parks and their Rick and Mortys and their Willy Wonkas and their Hot Wheels titles? Are they or their older vintage titles that have been made in the 80s, in the 90s, like Lord of the Rings? Are, are people not having fun with these things? So if no one is having fun, I could see, OK, now we've got to do something to try and innovate, to try and change it up. And I get that, you know, with products, it's always good to, you know, every product can maybe use a little bit of tweaking. And certainly we've seen that in the last little while. You might argue that getting on the internet could be an innovation that might be interesting or fun to have some group play or tournaments online. Well, that that's one possibility. That might be interesting. But really to me, I think, is this innovation truly going to make the experience of playing a pinball machine any better? And I kept thinking, you know, again, when they're, when they're talking about this LCD screen, which is located around the lockdown bar, I think they call it the pin bar. Is that really going to make, I mean, this, if this is truly like Travis Muir indicated on his latest podcast and, and YouTube stream, I mean, is that, is that pin bar truly going to make the experience of pinball any better? I mean, I would argue that I don't really even think the LCD screens that are, are prominent in all the modern titles, I'm not even sure that necessarily even makes the experience of pinball exponentially better. Does it, is it helpful? Can they do different animations? Is, can that be fun to look at for, for somebody watching these machines? Absolutely. But when you are actually playing the game, it's all about looking down on the play field. What is that ball doing? It's not about what's happening on the LCD screen, either directly ahead of you on the, on the back box or down below, say, on the, where the apron is. No, it's about what that ball is doing. And so this is where I think... And I'm not the first one to say this. This is where I think manufacturers sometimes lose their way with all this stuff because I don't believe some of the stuff that manufacturers are working on and think that is necessary truly is. I think more time should be spent on the mechanisms, on what can we do with that ball to make the experience even better. And in the designs, of course, because we all know that's where a lot of the magic happens is in the designs. And that's where people like Eric Minyard veterans like Pat Lawler, veterans like Steve Ritchie, Keith Elwin, John Borg, you know, and the list of, you know, famous, even guys like J-pop. This is where their skill set and their knowledge of the hobby 
pay for themselves in time and time again because it's those designs that sets up the shots and makes you wonder what that ball is going to do. And of course, the mechanisms help with all that as well. So I, I, I really question their the basic premise and driving force behind Deep Root, which is to come up with innovation. However, are these quote-unquote innovations truly going to make this hobby better? And in the end of the day, are are these things going to truly see the light of day? I mean, clearly, when the six VIPs, like the horsemen of the apocalypse almost, right? <laughs> these guys go down there to give their opinion after signing NDAs. And clearly, some of this these ideas weren't maybe nearly as innovative as they might have hoped. And at the very least, I would say there ended up being a ton of problems technically, which which forced them to back off again. So not to keep pounding this one, but are the type of innovations that DeepRoot is proposing here, and there are quite a number of them, from the look of the machine to the CPUs that are being used in the machine to various LCDs to the to the trans lights, I mean the list goes on and on and on to even how the things packaged in their in their little wood crates and all that stuff you know uh, truly are these things going to move the needle in this hobby i am going to argue no but history will will prove that right or wrong and really are companies like stern having a hard time selling their products i mean is jjp do you think they're worried that the the demand for whether it's Guns N' Roses or Toy Story, do you think they're really worried that they're not going to be able to sell these titles? Do you think, did Spooky really have a problem when they announced that their next title was Rick and Morty? I mean, they sold 1,700 or 1,500 of these things in four hours in, you know, in record time. So I believe that Deep Root here, you know, is going down a bit of a dark or dead end here and trying to reinvent a mousetrap, really, that's not, I'm going to argue, really broken in the first place. I'm all for advancing design, like I said, but you better have done your homework, which clearly after five years, I'm going to argue Deep Root has not. Let's get to a few more mechs for the money, you know, or some better licenses or better gameplay designs. These are where companies, I believe, should be spending their hard-earned R&D budgets or their limited bombs that they have in order to make these things and make a profit. It really is all about getting good designs, getting mechanisms that actually work, and and at the end of the day, can be made. And that is a big part of this as well. Can you design something that actually works and then can we actually make it? And even guys like Stern and JJP, I mean, the the stories abound with titles that they have attempted to do, you know, with various problems over the years. So they've learned the hard way about what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, that quest continues. And I think there is that quest uh, ongoing in the industry, which is a good thing, by the way of these companies trying to push the limits of what that ball can do, push the limits of design, push the limits of what we think about these titles and licenses that might be acquired and how that can be incorporated into a pinball machine. All these things are great things. And unfortunately, Deep Root has decided to go a different path here. Again, I'm going to argue probably not the right one. But time will tell. And as I say over and over, we shall wait and see. We haven't heard from Little Flipper in a while, and I figured 
she is a Avengers fan and is certainly a fan of all the Marvel movies. She has not grown up with the comics like I have, but she's certainly familiar with all of the main Marvel superheroes, everybody from Spider-Man to Doctor Strange to Ant-Man and the Wasp to Thanos, Captain America, Iron Man, Black Panther. She knows them all and has enjoyed that series as much as I have. And so I thought, wouldn't it be fun to get her opinion on this Avengers Infinity Quest title? So without further ado, I give you Lil Flipper's Strong Takes. Hello. Hi, my name's Mia. I'm a kid that plays pinball. My dad sometimes liked to call me his Lil Flipper. I'm not sure I love that, but I do love giving my opinion on new pinball machines. Please don't be offended as I am just giving my honest opinion on what I am seeing. My dad says that honesty hurts sometimes and that knowing is half the battle. Whatever that means. Anyway, I hope you like my new segment called Lil Flipper Strong Takes. All right, so here we have Little Flipper. It's been a while, Little Flipper. How are you? Good. What's been happening this summer? Um, we've been up to the cottage a lot, and um, yeah. What else have we been doing? I completely forget. Played any pinball recently? No. Do you want to look at some pinball? Yes. Well, let's take a look at the Avengers Infinity Quest. Have you heard anything about this game? Yes, you keep talking about it. Oh my gosh. And what have I been saying? That you really want to try it and you might get that one. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, let's get your opinion on this game as we look at the Stern official trailer off of their website and also their images of this title as well. Okay, I'm going to flip over to the website now. So before we look at the trailer itself, here are the three different games that you can purchase in terms of their trim levels. This is what they call the Pro, the Premium, and the yellow one is the LE. So what do you think about all these? What do you think of the Pro versus the Premium? I think I like the Pro. Why do you like the Pro better? Because it has everyone on it. This and, yeah, and this. You can see the heroes a little bit more, right? Yeah. Whereas the premium, look at you can see Thanos, and the heroes are over here, and Thanos is here. I just don't like Thanos everywhere, and I personally don't like that much yellow. What do you think of this? Way too much yellow. Okay, interesting, interesting. But it would match our living room. <laughs> there you go. So let's look at the Infinity Quest trailer now. This better not be loud in my ears. That looks pretty cool. I like the music. There's a bunch of pictures, which is really cool. Pictures of what? The Avengers. Ooh, it has like a pizza spinner, but it's, uh, I don't know what it's called. I think it's very cool. Okay, what about this one? This is the premium model now. So he hits the spinner. <gasps> oh, that's cool. The um, spinner is rising up. And then the game, and then the ball went underneath the playfield. Whoa! Look at that. The ball did a loop. That is down. very cool. I definitely like this one better. Premium is pretty good. What do you think of all the art? Look at the art. It's, look at, it's the wasp. Really the, cool. Or the Ant Man. 
The Wasp and Ant-Man I like, it's a good feature. Whoa, look at the, the grid. It's got pop bumpers with the grid there. That's cool. That is actually very cool. Look at all the art there with Thanos and all the bad yeah. guys. The Black Order. There's Vision on the side. I love all the hidden characters in it. What's happening there? It's rising. The platform thing is rising. And the ball went under. Oh my god. That is very cool. And then it comes back up. I definitely like this one. Look at the ball got held there. Oh, it's like a little elevator magnet. That's cool. Keeps doing it. Whoa. It's so colorful, eh? Yeah, it's very colorful. And look at there's the Thanos glove back there. That's cool. The Thanos hand that lights up. Whoa. The balls move very fast. What do you think of the music, like in the background? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, I like the music. Does it actually play with the pinball? Like with the machine? Yep. Or is it just the video? I believe this is some of the music you hear while you're playing the game. Whoa, and look at that. The ball like flips upside down. Yeah, that's cool. So, and then when the ball comes up here, it kicks up. That's cool. Thor captive ball. You can spell the word Thor, like boom, boom. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff for the ball to do. Iron Man multi-ball. In lanes and out lanes spell iron to light locks at Avengers Tower, so over here, right? Whoa, and then you kick it down there, and all of a sudden you got multi-ball. Whoa. That's very cool. So, what do you think? Overall, what do, you, what do you think of what your impressions? It's pretty colorful, right? Yeah, I really liked it. Do you like seeing all the heroes? Like, what's your favorite Avengers hero? Um, I don't know. What? Do you like the Wasp? Do you like Captain Marvel? Do you like Black Panther? Do you like Iron Man? I like the Doctor Vision? Strange. Scarlet Witch. I've never watched that. What? She's in all the movies. She's the girl that does all the magic. I haven't watched the Avengers in a long time. Oh my gosh. What do you mean? We've seen them all. But I like the movie Doctor Strange. Yep. Yeah, he's in it too. What about Thanos as the bad guy? Yeah, Thanos is cool. I like how they display him on the pinball machine. So, where do you think this machine would work best in our house? Basement. Yeah, where in the basement? In the corner. Like, right there. You don't think it would look good upstairs with our yellow walls? No. There's a lot of yellow in this game. Why wouldn't you want a, a pinball machine in the living room so you could just play it all the time? Too crowded. You think so? Don't you think everyone, when they come over, they'd be like, Wow, you got a pinball machine. Well. I guess everybody, they wouldn't want to eat their dinner either. If the pinball machine was right in the living room, they'd be like, I don't want to eat dinner. I want to play pinball. Also, the scene, like, if the scene theme song kept playing it might be annoying might be annoying like i'm trying to eat my dinner okay that's enough that's enough and eat your dinner no do you go do a good job of eating your dinner yes do you stay at the table like we ask every night yes if you had to describe yourself as an avenger if you had to describe which avenger would you say you are most like i have no clue if you could be any Avenger, who would you be? Um, I think I'd like to be Black Widow. Whoa, Black Widow. I think I saw her in this game. Did you notice her? 
Um, I don't know. I think I did, but I'm not sure. I think she's in there somewhere. It's You know what I find interesting about this game is that there's so much to look at, it's hard to remember what you're seeing at the end of the day. I know I saw a lot of Thanos. I am reminded, though, when you look at that play field, it's so colorful. It's like looking at the page of a comic, isn't it? Lots of words, lots of flashing lights, lots of beautiful color colored characters, and that ball really whips around, doesn't it? Yeah, although comic don't have flashing lights. It's very true. I find it interesting with all those ramps too, it really takes your eye off of where you're supposed to be looking on the playfield. I'm sure over time you're going to get used to it, but when you first see it, there's a lot going on, isn't there? Oh yeah. It's not quite as complicated when you get in front of those machines to play them, but it's it's you have to figure them out and how they work and how everything goes, right? It's a bit of a puzzle at first. Mm-hmm, but it's very cool and I would find it hard to get bored of it. Interesting. Is this the best game you've seen in the ones that I've shown you? And what have we seen so far? We've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. We've seen the race car. That's Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. We've seen The Hobbit. Willy Wonka. Yes, we've seen Willy Wonka. It's hard to remember all of them. I know, and there's a lot going on in all of them, aren't there? We've seen Star Wars. Star Wars. Um, I think that's it. That's most of the main ones, right? Yeah. All right, well, I thank you for your opinion, little flipper. Always good to chat with you. Thanks for coming out. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you, and bye. That's all, folks. Well, I think that went pretty well, actually. I'm, I'm happy that little flipper seemed to really enjoy that title. I think I have made a very good choice. Yes. It's all coming together. Come on, Stern. Don't let me down now. <laughs> little Flipper's counting on me. <sighs> but always interesting to see what Little Flipper thinks and how she's going to react to something. As we've seen in the past, sometimes it's good and sometimes it is brutally honest. <laughs> but it's always fun either way. And of course, once you've made the decision... It's the it's that problem that a lot of people face in this hobby, which is where the hell am I going to put this thing? Now, we live in Toronto, which is Canada's largest city, and we live in a very modest home in the city. We don't have a lot of room. So I'm, you know, I've, I've had a pretty good idea when I, where I want to put this, but I can tell you I have been running around with a tape measure for the last two months trying to figure out, A, how am I going to get it through different doors, stairwells, the height of my ceiling in the basement because we do not have a full height basement down here. My ceiling is exactly 75 inches. I am just going to make it in with this thing at the end of the day. There's no topper in my future. There's no topper because why? I don't have the I don't have the height. I don't have the ceiling. I don't have the ceiling clearance. So that is a very easy decision for me is to forego the topper and pocket that extra money for some other mod that might be coming down the road. Ooh, a new Thanos glove. Who the hell knows? So there are a lot of other things that you're thinking about as you try and make space for this thing. And I know some people have larger collections as well. And so there's some people are faced with like, I can only have so many, right? And so when a new one comes in or when you're thinking about getting a new one, well, unfortunately, something has to leave. So I'm looking around my house going, okay, well, even though I'm pretty sure I'm going to put it in the basement, I'm looking around my entire house trying to have an open mind like, wow, 
why not have a pinball machine in the dining room? I mean, hell, we could be having dinner, we could be looking at high scores, we can be watching the light show. This this could be a fantastic thing. Why? Like, why not? Why not? Of course, I'm getting a lot of no's and, you know, from my wife, and there's a, there's a lot of head shaking going on. Like, no, no, no. There's a lot of, you know, and I'm still, I'm, but I'm trying to be positive. I'm like, oh, okay. oh, what about, what about the spare bedroom? Wouldn't that be fantastic? You know, the guests could come over. Wouldn't it be fun to sleep in a room with a pinball machine? If I went to somebody's house and their spare bedroom had a pinball machine, I may never leave. You know, I may never, I may never leave. But I guess maybe for the average person, that may not be such a fantastic feature to have within a home. Um, so that, of course, was poo-pooed. So, you know, you go from room to room. What about the living room? What about, hey, what about the bathroom? I mean, why not? Why, like, why? Let's not, let's not put barriers up here. Let's not, let's not do this to ourselves. Let's, let's be open to the possibilities and the fun that might, that might come. You know, the universe is offering us here with this, with this gift and this entertainment. Let's, let's, let's not put dampers on, on all the fun. But at the end of the day, after walking around, it, you know, you're back down to the generally, I think, where you think it's going to go, which is, in my case, it is the basement. And so now it's just a matter of, okay, where in my basement area, which, you know, again, I'm in a modest home, I probably got 400 square feet to work with down here that's finished, but still, it's not a ton of room. So I have to think very carefully about where this is going to go. And I, I think I've got it under control. But trust me, there's a lot of purging happening to make room for this thing. Because I don't want to be I don't want to be around clutter. I want this thing. I want to be free with this thing. I want to be able to, you know, get some flipper movement, flipper hand movement going. I want to be able to back up a little bit. You know, you got to have some space. You want to let this thing breathe. It's like it's like it's like opening a bottle of wine. You can't you can't like crowd this thing. You know you want to be able to get a few people around it. So you got to have some space. So that is the next major task going on. And I'm actually glad I have a little bit of uh, leeway and a little bit of time to to get my shit together here and and start some major throwing out. So that is what I've been doing madly in the last week as the reality of my purchase is setting in and trying to figure out. Okay, if this thing came tomorrow, where where the hell would I put it? And so it is both with great excitement and nervousness that I am making room here. And also I'm thinking, okay, should I be having it delivered or should I attempt to do this myself? And I'm trying to envision myself with either my brother or some friends trying to haul this thing down the stairs. Now I'm lucky I don't have a ton of stairs to go down and they are carpeted. So in one part of my head, I'm like, I've only got like five stairs to get down to the basement. I could maybe just put like a like a big blanket down and we could maybe just set it down on the stairs and one guy could be at the bottom and one guy's at the top and you're kind of like sliding it into the bottom, right? Now again, people are like holding their heads going, "Well, welcome to your new broken machine that you just paid a shitload of money for." So don't worry, I'm not doing that. But this is the, this is where you start from. You're like, okay, I think I can do it like this, this. At the end of the day, I think because this is my first machine, I'm not really uncomfortable getting this thing out of the box, but it is getting it in the room that I want it to and navigating through doorways, 
um, which are particularly narrow. In order to get down into my basement, the, the door is probably only about 28 inches wide, right? Just to get into the back area. So I can't kind of come through the front of the house and then down the stairs because I think it's just a bit too narrow. Anyway, if you could see pictures of my place, you'd understand what I was talking about. So I have to come in through the back door to, to get into the basement. And that's where I believe I'm going to need a little assistance. Now, again, I think I could do it, but for the money, I think I'm just going to pay the guys and say, look, just get it down here. You don't even have to set it all up. I just need to get it into my space. And then I'm thinking too, well, shit, what if I get the thing and I'm not happy with it? At least there's somebody here from the company to witness what's happening and they can see, yep, there's a problem with this machine right out of the box, da 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 da. So these are all the things that's going through my head. And when I say there's a problem with it, I mean, well, maybe there's a major tear in the box, you know, which hopefully they identify before they bring it over to me, but you never know, right? So, or you open it up and the 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 glass is smashed. I mean, who knows? All the things that you see that happen to people um, that post on Pinside in terms of worst case scenarios, or you get the thing set up and there's a, like a major mechanism that's not working properly, just for whatever reason, right out of the box. So I'm thinking, well, maybe it's best to have somebody from the distributor here helping assemble it or doing the assembly for me so that they can verify that yes, in fact, this was not working right out of the gate. So these are the things that I'm sort of mulling over in my head as the clock is ticking in terms of when this will be. And you know what? This may not even be at Christmas. This may, I may have to really put my patient's pants on here and this may be a springtime thing. I mean, I don't know. Again, if I'm going to place money on a company that's going to get it to me in a reasonable amount of time, and I'm talking two or three months, Stern would be your horse. But who knows in this day and age about what delays may be encountered or in fact what the demand is on this game. And I believe the demand is huge from everybody that I've talked to and everyone that I've seen comment on this online. But it's kind of funny. It's like there aren't many hobbies or things to collect in this world where you're like you're given a choice of options or given a choice of products. And then right before you're making a decision or as you're making a decision, a new product is shown to you. And then as you're making that decision, another product that you thought would be shown to you is now not going to be shown to you for another month or another few weeks. So you really are flying a little bit blind here as a new inbox buyer. And, you know, Dennis jokes and Zach jokes about me flip-flopping on decisions, but it's true. I mean, you it's not like you walk into a car dealership and they say, okay, here's all your models for 2019. I mean, it's a little bit like that, but there's always stuff in motion and always stuff in play. Anyway, it, it does just make me laugh that there aren't many things that you buy particularly that are this expensive, where you're flying a little bit blind. Yeah, you're really flying a little bit blind. And I'm doing something, again, that I wouldn't normally recommend for a, a new first-time buyer, which is to buy something basically only going with what you've seen on the reveals and various streams that are now on YouTube. But boy, patience. Oh, my God. Again, once you place your money and you make your choice... It's so hard to be patient to wait for this thing. But Christmas is coming, and I think it's going to be a really fun thing if I can get this in my hands before that. And if not, it'll be a very fun winter and spring once it is finally delivered. Can't wait! Come on, Stern! Thanks again for listening, guys. It's been a blast as always. For The Pinball Show, I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.